Hello, hello! I am your host, Jordan Pruitt, and I am back at it again, ready to film another episode for you guys, or maybe record another episode, since you know you can't see me, but, you know, maybe you'll see me in the future, hopefully you will see me in the future, when I get a camera all set up with my, uh, like, new new camera and make sure that everything looks okay and yeah anyway <laughs> before i get off track i do want to say that insha is not here today um she however will be back next episode it's been so long since she's been on episodes so i am so excited for her to come back and for us to film another episode not gonna lie it's been fun just talking to you guys by myself in my room in my bed and <laughs> looking at my laptop but at the same time i really really miss her and she brings a lot to this podcast which I am incredibly thankful for but that being said I will get directly into the topics that we will be discussing today it is a topic that I'm very familiar with so I will try my best to speak towards this topic um and just try to provide my perspective give some education you know how the routine goes you guys should know already if you have listened to us before if you haven't listened to us before welcome to our podcast i'm super excited to have you so today we are going to be talking about how to overcome internal mental health stigma we'll be talking a little bit about where does that internal mental health stigma come from and defining it just in case you guys don't know what that means or don't know how that looks per se and then secondly we will be talking about addressing harmful preconceived notions that you might have basically just talking about the sort of stigmas that you might have internalized over the time that you've been struggling with mental health or have a mental health condition for that matter or just somebody who has a lot of bias against mental health and just being able to address your uh, sort of stigma and things like that and lastly we will then talk about how practicing makes perfect you know we're, we're not perfect we all make mistakes and we have to recognize that uh, having a sort of internalized mental health stigma is not okay and uh, you should definitely sort of make effort to practice when you spot out sort of stigmatized thoughts that you have uh, sort of uh, built over the years that's what I should say so yeah we will get right into that but before that we of course have to do our rose thorn bud apologies if I sound like kind of uh rickety you know i just woke up from a nap that nap was good as heck but <laughs> that being said we will jump right into our roast on bud and if you guys don't know for those who haven't listened to our podcast before our rose storm blood segment is basically where we'll discuss our rose a highlight success small win or something positive that happened today or within the last week and a thorn is a challenge you experience or something you can use more support with and lastly a bud some new ideas that have blossomed or something that you're looking forward to knowing more about or experiencing so i will jump right into that just so you guys can know a little bit more about me and how my life is going because you know 
while I do love this podcast and talking about mental health, I would love to get to know my audience and have my audience get to know me as well. And feel free to do your own little rose thorn bud in your own time just so you can check in with yourself mentally, see where you're at, and try to address any sort of issues you're having. It's all about mindfulness and mindfulness is very, very important. Um, So my rose for this week will probably be honestly just spending time a lot of time with my boyfriend because he's awesome and then just spending a lot of time thinking about my halloween costume and thinking about halloween in general i will be working on halloween but that being said i will be making my monies in my favorite costume i'm hopefully gonna dress up as the teenage mutant ninja turtles but i will keep you guys posted if i don't uh dress up as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and this episode will actually release on Halloween, so happy Halloween! <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying your day. I'm a, I'm a little bit childish, like, I gotta admit, I love Halloween. When my boss said I'm allowed to hand out candy to the children, I got really, really excited. When I realized that I could wear a costume to work, I got really, really excited. So yeah, even though I'm at work, I'm still gonna have a fun time and cherish the holiday. Um, and then uh, my rose, Honestly, guys, I have been so very sleep deprived. I I know I literally just talked about taking a nap. Yeah, I got about four hours of sleep last night, and I I really needed that nap. <laughs> and uh, I would I'm always 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 a advocate for getting the right amount of sleep and making sure that your body and your physical state is absolutely healthy, absolutely functioning in a in the best way it possibly can. But at the same time, I have not been getting a lot of sleep. If I'm being honest, uh, I've sort of been going to school, doing my schoolwork, and immediately dressing, well, immediately getting ready for work and then going to work right after school. And then, you know, I don't really get off of work until like 11 p.m. most days. So then I have to go home and just complete my work like at 1 p.m. to 12 a.m. and you know sometimes it sort of goes past 12 a.m. so you know I'm, I'm really just trying to do my best to keep up and get the best amount of sleep that I can when I can um, and try to just be able to manage my sort of course load without having to continually stay up and do my work at 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. and if you guys didn't know Staying up does not help you when you're doing homework. It actually makes you less efficient. So, yeah, don't, don't, don't do what I do. <laughs> but lastly, a bud, I would probably say my bud for this week is just, well, first of all, thinking of Halloween ideas because I got really excited about that. First, I was going to dress up as Yandere Chan from um, Yandere Similar, a simulator or freaking what's the melina from Mortal Kombat? you know i'm a total video game nerd i if you guys don't know this i am just a huge huge nerd huge huge geek um and i would love to dress up as a character from a video game but then my boss said well first of all i ended up working on halloween which i wasn't aware i was gonna do but hey that's okay with me but then at the same time um i realized that we can wear costumes to work because they made a little announcement about that so now i'm gonna have to pick something a little bit more child friendly less scary less uh 
gory, bloody, because I really wanted to like just slap on a lot of blood. For those of you who don't know, Yandere Chan is basically a character is who's just obsessed with this guy in her school and has like a really, really strong infatuation for him to the point where she kills like other people but <laughs> i can't dress up for that because you know i'm not gonna be able to wear that at work and because you know i can't scare the children and all that so i'm probably just gonna go with something more safe like the teenage mutant ninja turtles power rangers or just like a big old bunny or something but either way i'm going to have a lot a lot of fun but um also just some new ideas with forever blooming and just continually improving especially when we are we have our open mic night on november 7th at 8 p.m est um please go sign up for that if you haven't already if you would love to share your work if you would love to share anything that impacted you as regard in, in regards to your own mental health and the sort of creative side that you sort of got out that uh inspiration from your mental health i guess just a lot of creative people with a lot of visions a lot of relatability to mental health will be at that event so if you're interested you should definitely 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 go check it out sign up and you don't even have to be a participant you can just be a guest and watch all the other creative people and their sort of opinions or views on mental health through artistic abilities so super super excited about that and just thinking of ways to make that run smoothly it is all across our social media platforms right now so you should definitely definitely go check it out okay enough promotion let's get right into this episode guys first off we're going to start with topic one so before we talk about topic one i do want to make a little disclaimer all the research used in this episode is based on united states statistics because it is sort of hard to gather global statistics and things like that so all of the sort of information that i use in this episode is only related to united states individuals unfortunately so keep that in mind these results may be different depending on where you're coming from and especially with culture contexts and everything like that but anyways topic one we definitely when we're addressing internal mental health stigma we have to realize where it's really coming from and that being said, we will start this off with a little definition about internalized mental health stigma if you guys don't really know what that means. Because, you know, it might be a little confusing if you never heard about it before. Um, but for those who have dealt with mental health conditions, this is all too familiar, or at least not for everybody. But it is a very common uh, train of thought that people fall into. So internal mental health stigma is basically self-discrimination that occurs when a person internalizes negative outlooks on mental health and causes negative emotional reactions. The effects include self-isolation, ostracism, decreased healthcare service use, poor health outcomes, and just poor quality of life in general. And I do want to say I have a ton, 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 ton of experience with internalized mental health stigma that has gathered from years and years, but I'm now trying to address it myself. So I'm sort of giving you my own advice at the same time while I'm talking about the subject because it's very dear to me. It's something that has been a pattern throughout my life for years. So, 
and I'm just not getting over it. So I would love for you guys to also be um, aware of this phenomenon or just aware of things that you can do to try to overcome this phenomenon. So first, I would love to encourage you to get to the root of the problem. Realize where it's coming from, you know, as <laughs> the topic suggests. You have to realize what possible places the mental health stigma can grow from. You know, for me personally, it was family. Um, family was a huge, huge, huge part of my own and mental health, internalized mental health stigma. Um, especially when I was at my peak, peak, peak depression, peak, peak, peak anxiety, there was a lot of backlash from my family, especially within the black community as a whole. There was just a lot of mental health stigma. So that being said, I was able to realize that my family and their own beliefs about mental health was something that, uh, made me internalize the negative outlooks and made me self-discriminate against myself, um, and that can be a sort of common thing amongst other people, for other people as well. Um, that sort of shame that you experience from your friends, from your family, from your strangers. And it doesn't even have to be a direct sort of thing. It doesn't have to be somebody shaming you directly through their own words, like using insults or just dismissing your mental health problems as a whole or just looking down on it. It doesn't have to be a direct thing. Thing. Um, it can also be just an indirect thing when they're just casually talking about mental health in general. I know that um, there was a lot of mental health stigma when it was coming to a Olympic runner. I forgot her name. I believe it starts with an S, but she uh, had to use weed or something like that to cope with uh, her mother's death and just cope with mental health in general because it was a hard time, it was a period of grief for her, and then you had people like, oh, well, you should have never used weed, or oh, well, you should have did something else uh, to help with that sort of mental health problems that you were having, or oh, it couldn't be that bad that you had to be kicked out of the Olympics, because she did eventually get kicked out of the Olympics because she was using, you know, recreational substances, but at the same time, at that point in time there was just a lot of backlash against mental health and a lot of people just downsizing the sort of grief that she was going through and saying that it's your job you should be able to cope with mental health in other ways or just not be able to have that affect your life on a major basis just a lot of stigmatized thoughts in general but that being said society can play a huge huge role in the sort of mental health stigma that you hear um, as far as direct when it's coming from your own family and for your own friends about your own mental health it can be more effective and damaging and you can definitely have a more need to discriminate against yourself you can definitely say that it can hurt you more and it can cut deep and it can make you really reflect on your own issues and it can lead to a lot of shame when dealing with your own mental health but as far as just indirect sayings from family and friends it's less damaging but it's still damaging nonetheless and also just again from society and strangers hearing a lot of those those uh, mental health news stories and mental health media posts that 
bash mental health or look down on it can definitely also affect you because you start to think that you do not belong in general society you aren't able to function as a normal human being as everybody else and you start to ostracize yourself and you start to look down on yourself like why am i not normal if everybody in society is saying that what does that mean for me especially if it's coming um, directly from friends and family you might think that um you're just being a burden to your loved ones and that you're just being um a nuisance that you are hurting your loved ones because you are struggling with mental health or that your mental health struggles aren't that important or that it is non-existent maybe it just all depends on the sort of stigmatized beliefs that you've been hearing especially when it comes to stereotypes and prejudices and everything like that um which i will get to but realize that there are multiple possible places that mental health stigma can grow from you definitely have to realize that a lack of awareness, education, perception, and fear of people with mental health conditions can lead to increased stigma. So that being said, there are a lot of places with a lack of awareness, a lot of places with a lack of education around mental health, etc. that can lead to increased stigma. And you have to realize that um, those places, being in those places can cause you a lot of pain. It can cause you to feel a lot of self-discrimination and low self-esteem and just thinking you are not a normal functioning human being. You are not normal in general and can cause you to self-isolate and all the other negative effects that I mentioned earlier. Realize that stigma can grow in any, any sort of place that you habitate. Habitate? Is that a word? Actually, is that a word? I have no clue. I have no clue. I think that's a word, but it can grow in any sort of place that you are uh, habiting. I really think that's a word, but I have no clue. Inhabiting, maybe, I don't know. And you just have to realize that where it's coming from, where is this internalized mental health stigma that you have against yourself coming from? That is the first, first, first official step to addressing your own internalized mental health stigma. And that being said, after you realize where it's coming from, you will then have to address harmful preconceived notions that you may have gathered from these places of stigma, from these places that have caused you so much hurt that has led to you hurting yourself and having these damaging beliefs against yourself and your own mental health conditions. But first and most importantly, when you're addressing harmful notions that you may have against yourself you have to have to have to give yourself room to change room to breathe and just room in general because i know people with mental health conditions can put themselves down a lot like a lot and they see the world through these sort of black and white glasses that show a lot of negativity show a lot of end-all be-all outlooks just a lot of black and white outlooks and you have to give yourself a break sometimes not even sometimes just give yourself a break all the times but i know with a mental health condition it can be very hard to give yourself a break because you're always critiquing yourself you're always sort of putting yourself down for little things or major things who knows and i do want to say i am speaking from personal experience but i know there are all other people that can relate to these experiences but if you don't relate to these 
these experiences, then great. I'm glad that you're not putting yourself down that much. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, and I'm mainly, again, speaking from somebody with depression, speaking from somebody with anxiety. And again, just my experience as a whole. And I would never want to generalize, overgeneralize, and make it seem like these are the experiences that everyone faced when encountering, encountering their own mental health uh problems or struggles that they may have. So again, when addressing these notions that you may have, please learn to give yourself room to change and give yourself room to breathe. Because I know it's a very hard thing to sort of encounter because you're receiving all of this stigma from the outside world and then you also have to deal with on top of that your own internalized mental health stigma and it can really feel like the world is just attacking you that the world is trying to get you that everything is going to be crumbling down in one second but if you have to if you are able to i guess um, give yourself some room to change and some room to breathe you will have one weight off of your shoulder you will try to uh, face the world even though there is a lot of stigma first of all with yourself and not being a part of the problem because even if you aren't trying to be a part of the problem having these sort of thoughts um, of stigma is making you feel awful and it's making the sort of general population stigma against mental health even worse but again that shouldn't be something that you have to blame yourself for it literally is just being a product of your own environment that is how we are operating as human beings that is just what we do if society says something is not okay, then you're going to assume that it's not okay, no matter what the belief is. But you can, again, just go against the sort of grain and try to figure out for yourself what is right, what is wrong. And with internalized mental health stigma, you don't have to be stuck in your own ways. You don't have to believe that mental health is non-existent or that mental health is something to be ashamed of you don't have to stick with your own beliefs especially if it's coming from family or friends you don't have to conform and have the same beliefs as them again i know as human beings we sort of operate in a way that follows the crowd we operate in a way that makes us believe that we have to have the same beliefs as everyone else to fit in and just be considered a normal human being in the first place but that is not the case. You have to allow yourself to grow and allow yourself to have your own thoughts and judgments and beliefs about certain topics, especially when it's coming to mental health stigma. And especially when you're dealing with mental health as a whole, you have to give yourself some room to change. We're all growing. We're all just trying to be the best we can be. So the first part of acknowledging just that you have these sort of internalized stigmas is the best thing you can do. It is sort of a very hard thing to realize, a very hard thing to overcome, but if you allow yourself to change then you can 
do whatever you need to do to become a better person and try to help instead of hurt society when it comes to mental health stigma. Please take a sip of water for every time I've heard said mental health stigma or just the word stigma in general in this episode. <laughs> I'm going to be saying it a lot. And then I do want to say that you have to sort of spot out negative language that you have towards mental health on a daily basis and also just how it makes you feel. It's easy to say negative things to yourself and just let it be. Your brain is not going to actively say, oh, you thought that? No, that's, that's not good. You shouldn't be thinking those things. It's your brain and it's your thought patterns and your brain is just going to go along with whatever you think and those thoughts are just going to flow. Um, but if you actively try to spot out negative language towards mental health and spot out the times where you slip up and realize that it's hurting you or that it's making you feel negatively about certain things, you have to again try to combat that because your brain is just going to go along with whatever you're thinking so actively trying to combat those thoughts and actively trying to combat those beliefs then you can definitely become aware of when you are having uh thoughts of internalized mental health stigma and spotting out those moments and really addressing how you feel about it and noticing a sort of effects that it has on your mental health and if you don't really know what that looks like you can I there's people in the background and I am so sorry you can hear them because they're very loud but um, if you don't know what those sort of stigmatized thoughts might be I can definitely give you some examples of some harmful notions that have been spread around society and that you might be able to internalize one thing is stereotypes and prejudice, especially against people with depression and anxiety, but especially, especially, especially against those with other not talked about mental health conditions such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or DID or just anything like that. There are definitely more stereotypes and prejudices, 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 whoa, how do you say that word? Prejudice? Prejudiced? Whoa. Prejudice. I'm really going to have to look that word up later. I, I suddenly don't know how to say that word, but there are a lot of people that automatically assume how these people act with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, etc. Often incorrect. So I know that a lot of people with disorders like that are well mental health conditions like that i really don't like to say the word disorders because you know it makes it seem like you're not a normal hum human being which you are just function a little differently but anyway especially people with mental health conditions that are not talked about in the general public or not enough information is spread about those conditions then people will definitely create more negative stigma more uh misconceptions and incorrect stereotypes so I'm sorry if you are struggling with that, but I am going to focus a little bit more on the stereotypes about depression and uh, anxiety and just general mental health conditions in general. So people might think that um, somebody who lives with depression is just lazy because they aren't able to do certain things when um, 
they are going through a mental health crisis or others might say that people with anxiety are cowardly because they get nervous about every little thing or just overthink every little thing or don't want to do certain things because they're anxious about it. Or other people might say that people with mental health conditions are violent or dangerous. And again, this sort of references the more stigmatized mental health conditions such as schizophrenia. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that people with schizophrenia are violent and dangerous individuals. Or I've also heard that when it comes to uh, sociopaths or well, yeah, sociopaths, I've heard a lot of people say that they're just violent and dangerous individuals. And some other people might think that showing or talking about mental health makes you weak, which is a very, 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 very common belief um, amongst the general public. You are going to hear that at least once or twice in your lifetime, probably way, way, way more than that. And lastly, but not least, there are a ton of harmful notions. These are some examples that I could think of at the top of my head. A lot of people say that men shouldn't cry or that men shouldn't talk or show their emotion, which is a horrible, horrible thing that I really, really cannot wait to address in the future, but I will save that episode for when I actually have uh, another man as a guest on the podcast because I myself was not born as a male and I do not identify as a male so I can definitely not speak for their experiences so I can't wait to share that episode with you guys it's going to be amazing but yes that being said those are some harmful notions examples of harmful mo- notions if you want to research some more examples about harmful notions you definitely 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 should That'll be an amazing thing to educate yourself about. And you can also more specifically just um, research the sort of harmful notions that you may have, why you have these harmful notions, what can you do to combat these specific harmful notions, especially just for, um, for example, the people with certain mental health conditions are dangerous and violent. Why do you think that? What mental health conditions are you addressing can you learn more about that mental health condition and try to fully process what that person might be going through because dealing with mental health conditions can be a hard and traumatizing thing and it's not surface level and there's so so much more to it than like somebody with the bipolar just having random mood mood swings and that, that irritates me so much. Like, the, the sort of, oh yeah, I'm feeling a, a bit bipolar today. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just, okay. So, <laughs> that being said, you can do your own sort of research about combating these sort of harmful notions that you might have. And lastly, you can acknowledge these harmful notions for what they are and then let it go. So like I said, you have to pick apart and spot out the sort of negative languages you're using towards mental health. And once you do that, do your research, address the sort of deeper meanings within the harmful notions you might have, especially when you're realizing where it's coming from, what people do, does this affect, um, does this affect myself, and how does this hurt me? Do your deep dive about the harmful notion, acknowledge it for what it is, and let 
go you have to again give yourself room to change and give yourself room to breathe you don't have to beat yourself up for having these thoughts it's again just being a product of your own environment you have to learn to move on from it instead of ruminating on it because i know that there are some times where i have these sort of absolutely wild misconceptions about things that it kind of catches me off guard like what where did I hear that from? Did I really just think that? And it's it's a common thing. It's a normal thing, actually, to just, like, repeat something that you've heard from somebody and believe it. But just being aware of it and getting to the deeper roots of it and acknowledging it and letting it go is the best thing you can do. You don't want to hold on to it and be like, I'm such a horrible th- person for thinking this way because... Nah, you're again just being a product of your own environment. It's you don't have to put yourself down for the beliefs that have circulated over the years or beliefs that you developed on your own time. You just have to learn that it's common to have biases. It's common to believe in stereotypes. So you don't have to put yourself down for it too, too much. But I do want to say, I'm gonna make a huge disclaimer right here. Beating yourself up about having these sort of damaging thoughts is not the same as accountability because it's important to take accountability and it's important to realize that what you're doing is wrong inherently, but at the same time, you don't have to beat yourself up about it. You have to notice these thoughts and self-reflect on these thoughts and take accountability where it's due and don't beat yourself up about it and don't even dismiss it and just say that oh well it's fine it's not hurting anybody don't dismiss it and don't beat yourself up about it don't go to those two extremes you have to take accountability and acknowledge it for what it is and let it go and lastly topic three practice makes perfect going through those sort of motions take will take some time And it will uh, sort of take a lot of work to overcome internalized mental health stigma because especially if it's been rooted in you for years and years and years, it's going to take some time and it's not going to happen right off the bat. And you can definitely go through the motions like I mentioned, um, swatting it out, acknowledging it and self-reflecting you can definitely go through those motions but there's definitely also more you can do to alleviate the mental health stigma that you have internalized over the years and practice makes perfect practice makes perfect yeah that's actually my band teacher told me that perfect practice makes perfect you can practice all you want but if you're practicing horribly then you're not gonna get to that perfect status So what can you really do to overcome mental health stigma that's outside of the sort of spotting it out, acknowledging it, and self-reflecting, doing your own little deep dive? What else can you do? So I found that for me, disclosing my mental health struggles and my mental health conditions has been a very helpful thing. It's not going to be the same for everybody. You do not have to disclose, but again, I will talk more about that. For me, on my own personal experience, this is just my own personal experiences, take for what you can get from it, disclosing my own mental health struggles and disclosing my mental health conditions 
saying that I struggle with depression, anxiety, saying with about or talking about what it's like living with depression, what it's like living with anxiety, it is a sort of relieving thing because it's a sort of thing that I can feel normal talking about it. I can bring awareness to it. I can educate people about it and not feel as much shame. Not disclosing can make people shelter their shame and not let other people know about their mental health condition and just provide or allow a space for shame to exist when you're not disclosing about mental health. But talking about it and becoming in a routine where it's just more normal, it's more comfortable to talk about it is especially important, but also bringing awareness to it and letting others know that, hey, this is what I struggle with, and it just is what it is, is a very relieving thing, and it's not like you have to live in shame. And the sort of benefits from disclosing, um, when people are open about their condition, Worry and concern over secrecy is reduced. They may soon find peers or family members who will support them even after knowing their condition, and they may find their openness promotes a sense of power and control over their lives. And that's definitely something that I felt when I disclosed to other people about the sort of mental health conditions that I was going through. And when I say disclose, it's more just talking about my experience and rather than talking about the sort of in-depth issues that I need help with like it's one thing to say oh yeah I have depression and sometimes that makes me feel like crappy it makes me feel like I can't get up and do anything or it makes me feel worthless sometimes but not all the time just genuinely stating things fact for fact it's different from seeking out others repeatedly and being like I'm such a horrible person. You can see that I'm a horrible person. Why are you still friends with me? Why are you still talking with me? That's a whole different separate thing. Or just disclosing sort of, or talking about the deeper mental health struggles that you may have. Like, oh yeah, I have a lot, a lot of issues with um, how I view men because of my dad that left, which is definitely an okay thing to do. You can definitely talk about the sort of deeper issues that you might be struggling with, but it's different from just the disclosing that I'm talking about, just stating the facts for what they are, what your experience is, or just stating the mental health condition at that. You don't even have to go into detail, just being like, yeah, I struggle with this and this, but I'm okay. It's okay. And there, there is a form of disclosure that is called selective disclosure, which basically means that there is a group of people with whom private information is disclosed and a group from whom the information is kept secret, um, which is definitely a thing to consider when you're considering uh, safety aspects and um, just who people are in general. You might want to give out certain information to certain people because you know that they'll be accepting you know that they'll listen to you or attempt to listen to you or an attempt to learn about it but then there's other people who will just give you a lot of backlash that you might not be mentally able to prepare for so selective disclosure can be a very viable option in certain cases especially when you consider the cultural context around it and just the people that you're around but I do want to say there also can be a lot of shame and secrecy, but 
selective disclosure can be necessary for people, more comfortable for some people. Lastly, I do want to say it is a personal choice. You do not have to disclose. That is not your obligation. You don't have to talk about your own mental health conditions with other people. If you feel unsafe or you feel that the consequences outweigh the benefits or you just don't want to, you just don't think it's a necessary thing to talk about, you don't have to disclose at all. That is a personal choice and I really want to get that across. And another thing, you can also just try to empower yourself. Empowerment is a powerful thing <laughs> you know it's it's in the world it's in the word um empowerment can make you feel like you are on top of the world like you can conquer the world like you got this you are a boss you are just a person that can conquer any issue that comes your way when you empower yourself you can have a higher self-esteem better quality of life increase social support and increase satisfaction with like health programs or things like that empowering yourself can give you a sense that i am who i am despite my mental health conditions i am a person who struggles with mental health conditions but that does not mean i'm not a powerful strong person you all are powerful and strong people and i really hope you guys realize that but learning to sort of instead of shaming yourself you can definitely flip the script and try to turn those negative statements into powerful statements that you can repeat you can make a mantra out of it matter of fact and you can reap the benefits because you know it's an amazing thing to just feel confident in yourself it's an amazing thing to feel powerful despite any struggles that you might have despite what society says despite what your friend said the other day about your mental health you can learn to find satisfaction within yourself and not from society and not from any stigmatized thoughts that, again, might be thrown at you by society. So it's a very, very powerful thing. It's not an easy thing. I'm not going to lie. It takes practice. It's not an easy thing, but it's definitely an amazing thing to experience when you are able to feel confident and comfortable enough with yourself to empower yourself and if you find that you need some additional support in that area when it comes to just empowering yourself or just disclosing and things like that struggling with internalized mental health conditions or internalized mental health stigma um, you can definitely seek group support seek a group that is struggling with the same issues as you struggling with internalized mental health stigma and somebody you can relate to because you don't feel like you're so alone you feel like you have other people that can support you when you are down in a time of need and just feel comfortable with uh the sort of negative habits that you might have and it's it's a very beautiful thing to struggle together i guess but also just find empowerment in the other people that you can relate to because you can even hear like success stories from people who have gotten over internalized mental health stigma and that can motivate you to be a better i wouldn't say be a better person but handle your sort of stigma better you can be motivated you can be inspired to just have better thought processes that's what i mean and it's it's again it's a very beautiful thing and I feel like along that sort of line of feeling like you're not alone, staying up to with, staying up to date with mental health news, 
is sort of a thing that can make you feel not so alone, but it can also help to educate you about what's happening in the world and how you can help um, if you can at some level. And just staying educated and researching is an amazing thing. It can alleviate the stigmas that might be going around. Education is a beautiful thing when it comes to stigma because the more you get educated about a topic, the less you will feel stigma towards something or just a lot of sort of discoveries about something that can eliminate your misconceptions. And it's very powerful to also educate others. Now that I was talking about empowering yourself, now I, I just love that word and I feel like kind of like empowered just talking about this. <laughs> educating yourself and educating your others, staying up to date with mental health news and talking about the news can alleviate stigma and help normalize the conversation. And I do want to go back to a point that I made earlier. I did say that you can spot out the negative language that you have towards mental health. And on the flip side of that, you can also practice positive language towards mental health. If you say that, oh, I'm just lazy and I'm not really depressed right now, you can say, I am going through a hard time and I admit that. And it's okay to just have a lazy day once in a while. It's okay to not be able to do certain functions that you were able to do yesterday because I'm just going through the motions and I'm taking this time to be gentle with myself and be kind with myself. And if laying in my bed all day brings me joy or is something that I am only capable of in this current moment, then I'll let it be. Just practicing sort of positive language and positive outlooks to combat that negativity. And don't fall into toxic positivity. I I talked about that in an earlier episode. If you guys want to listen to that, but (laughs) if you don't know what toxic positivity is, a quick Google search would also be good. But you know, you should also support us by listening to past episodes. (laughs) And lastly... You can spot out stigma from yourself, as I mentioned earlier, and you can spot out stigma from others, catching others in the sort of statements that they are saying and addressing it is a way to educate others as well on a more personal level. But I do want to say it's not your job to educate others. It's not your job to um, dismantle everybody's negative beliefs against mental health because then it'll just be you against the world and that never is an okay feeling. Um, you feel like you are this sort of spokesperson for the mental health community when everybody in the mental health community um, sort of experiences things differently and you don't have to put yourself in that position. But if you feel strongly about the topic, like myself, um, you can also, in addition to just pointing out stigma from others on a more personal level, you can become a mental health activist, you can advocate for more accessible therapy or mental health flexibility in the workplace and school or less discrimination for those with mental health conditions and spread education and things like that, stay up to date with mental health laws or rulings and on a more political level, stay up to date with social media um, and the mental health uh, news that they may be spreading, etc. Becoming a mental health activist can also be something that can empower you in the process because you 
are helping others and you're helping conditions for yourself as well. But again, it's not your job to educate others about mental health. You are not the mental health community spokesperson. You are just one person trying to get through the day and that is enough. And with that being said, I am going to end the episode. It's been such a fun episode. This is something I'm really, really passionate about and I'm happy to talk about this with you guys because again, it's just something that I've faced throughout my life and I'm still facing and still overcoming. So I do I would love if you guys would take some uh sort of information from this episode, take some advice, take suggestions, anything that you want to take from this episode. And if you just feel a sense of relatability to this episode and you felt like you were seen in this episode, I'm thankful forever and forever, forever, forever grateful um that you were able to relate to this and feel like you were heard or seen. And for those who are just listening to just be educated about the topic, you're cool too. You're awesome. (laughs) But again, with that being said, I will end the episode. So we have a website. If you guys didn't know, our website is bloompod.wixsite.com slash podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Forever Bloom Pod, plus TikTok at Forever Blooming Podcast. Um, the research and transcript for this episode is on Forever Blooming's website in the extra section. Our podcast guest form is in our extra section if you want to be on Forever Blooming, as well as our audience spotlight form, where you can ask for advice to be featured in one of our episodes. Our email is management at foreverbloompod.org. Let us know your thoughts, questions, and how we can improve the podcast because we love, 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 love hearing from you. Hearing from every, every one of you (laughs) on how we can improve the podcast. I want to make the best content for you guys. Um, Be sure to check out our link tree in the description. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends if you enjoyed this episode. And please have a great day, afternoon, or night whenever you're listening to this. Thanks for tuning in.